Welcome back to another episode of the Ben James Show. Um, I'm again here with Emil Steenvald. Now, if you're watching on YouTube, Emil kind of just lives in this studio. It's like I'm his favourite guest. Yeah. He kind of just has a little bed in the corner that he sleeps in. <laughs> I thought, you know what? Why don't you just hop up and, and do a little potty with me? How about we do that? He made me do it, actually. <laughs> he was on his way to get a massage. I was like, hold on. I've got something I want to talk about. And today we're going to be talking about how to absolutely crush and annihilate people online who do not agree with you. And I've got a list of things here on how to do it. All right. If anyone knows me, I don't mind a little bit of conflict. He loves it. <laughs> I, like this, I like the science behind uh, influence and how to actually have influence. Now, I think this is one of the big things that sort of frustrates me in the world right now is not so much the varying of opinions. It's like the way that people go about things. So you would have guessed it. It's a bit of clickbait and it's clickbait because a lot of you actually probably maybe deep down or even just admittedly just really just want to crush people online with that have a different difference of opinion. So it's not really going to be about that. It's going to be able to how you can influence better and how you can actually go and navigate the online space in a way where you actually have healthy dialogue and not be one of these people that, you, you know, they're just those people that you just like. Keyboard warriors. Keyboard warriors, just not another one of those, right? So number one, don't get into them in the first place. How? Well, you obviously have to pick and choose your battles. Mm. Sometimes they're not worth it, right? It's like if I spent all day online and I reacted to literally everything that I saw that I disagreed with, which is a number of things. I think it's almost impossible to go online and not see a whole bunch of stuff where you just like disagree with, right? Mm. So I think if you're not one of these people that likes to get into arguments or, or anything like that, or you don't want to open up for a potential conflict, because conflict doesn't necessarily need to be conflict, right? Discussions, things can be discussions. They don't have to turn into conflict, mm. but there's a certain amount of ways of being able to enter into them that, um, and times where maybe you should just go, is this really all that important? I find, you know, as well, it's, it's interesting because if you, the moment you have a different opinion, the moment you're making me an enemy. If I have a different opinion than you, then that means that it's like we're, we're not on the same page. And it's really interesting now, this, like with what's going on, even in the world right now, with how people are, obviously in America, there's so many things going on right now. It's like you're either left or you're right or you're, Republican or Democrat, which is probably mm. the same thing, which is what I just said, but no, it's different. It, it is different. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's, it's one of those things where it's like, I've got friends that are, Repu that are Republicans, but I've also got friends that are Democrats and listening to it from an observatory view, but also going, okay, well, I see what your point is and I see what your point is, but it's, it's ultimately, I think everybody wants to be heard, seen, understood. But sometimes our opinions are like, we take it as like, that is my absolute truth. And if you ever try to defame my truth, mm. I will demolish you. Yeah. It's like you're done with this. Well, it's this group, it's this group thing. It's this group identity. Mm. And that's what I feel like is a big dangerous thing. Even if we're just talking about America, it's just like this identity politics instead mm. of this being able to, cause, cause both sides share, um, there's five, values as far as morality is concerned. Mm. Uh, the left typically steers towards these two types of values and the right tends to steer towards these three. But someone that's going to be able to navigate the world in an effective way a lot of the times isn't going to disregard 
the benefits of one side and the other. It's the, it's these extremities, right? Yeah. Of of extreme and then dismissing all other information because it's like I have to protect this one way or another. But I think you know, obviously, people care a lot about different things in the world. There's a lot of things I care about. A lot of things I have opinion about. But it's not just about having an opinion. It's got to be able to differentiate between. Am I just wanting to be right here or wanting to influence? So a lot of what we're going to talk about today is some of those things that maybe you can just check yourself at the door before you enter any of these things. Because I have to do it for myself, right? I have to do it all the time. Mm. And this is what I'm talking about because I know I have to do it all the time. And it's a muscle that you have to build, right? I'm sure there's a lot of people when it's like, you just see something like, oh, this person is so stupid. And like, I just, they don't know. They don't know. They don't know what they're talking about. This is not the best way of going about it. The way that I, I think is to go about it is the best way. Everyone's trying to navigate the world in the way that they think is, is best suited. Mm. We, we can't possibly not. But are you actually doing a good job of it? Or are you actually, in, or are you actually fueling the things that you actually don't like and that's where we have to differentiate between am i in a position right now to try and influence people or am i simply just having a knee-jerk emotional ego reaction that basically drives people further in the other direction right it's also no one likes to be wrong so it's like you're right and someone's gonna have to be wrong and guess what if you're trying if you're coming at it with force if i'm like coming in and i'm like no it's like this and this and that and i'm it's almost like i'm telling you it's like you're not going to side with me. Almost even if it is right, you're not going to want to hear it because you're like, you're getting absolutely obliterated by someone online where you're like, fuck you, fuck you. Yeah. It's like it's that's, one of the, that's one of the points that I've got yeah. here. So we're going to be able to go into that later. But this, the next one is try not to reply when you're emotional, right? question am i in a position right now to carry out healthy dialogue mm. right i can't tell you how many times i've written something out and gone wait until the emotions subside right because it could be temporary mm. think about it on clear head you still feel the same you still want to write about it the same then by all means but typically a lot of time when i let myself fall back into a more calm state a lot of times I actually don't, I, I don't feel Times past, I don't feel called to actually go and do anything or say anything. I've carried on with my day, right? So being able to sort of hold off when being governed by just emotional state, I have to check that myself. It's like, yo, you're just really angry right now or you're annoyed or you feel like this is not useful mm-hmm. and you have to right a wrong, right? Because if you value justice, that I think for a lot of people that really value justice, that's, it's difficult. When you feel like there's an injustice there, I, I think it really allows people to slide out of influencing in a really, really healthy way. And, and there's this moral nobility that sort of comes into play, right, where everyone likes to feel like they're more morally noble. Everyone likes to be right. Yep. So next one. We need to understand that everyone has had different experiences in life. Mm. Right. If we understood what they've experienced and we'd experienced the exact same, we would not think any different mm. or show up any differently or believe any differently or act any differently. And I think me being able to recognize that myself and go, hey, look, I dare say that 
you only get to hold your opinion because you haven't shared the same life experiences as this person. Let's go and have a look and question what could be their life experiences and can you understand them to the point that you don't think you'd be any better having lived the same set of life experiences. You'd be thinking exactly the same. Mm. And that's sort of how I dropped myself out of this moral nobility where it's like, I can't believe that you think that way. Where it's like, no, I, if I knew how, what led to you thinking that way, I'd understand it. And I wouldn't say things like, I can't believe this person is behaving like this or saying this or believes this. Yeah, so you're showing compassion for that person and kind of putting yourself in their shoes, which is a great way to actually shift yourself out of being right and more into understanding. I think so many people are like so fixated on, on winning mm. that they miss the point. And sometimes you have to check yourself to be like, okay, what, what is it that I'm really arguing about right now? Because sometimes it can go so far to the point where you forgot even why you were in it in the first place. Mm. So, you know, with, with number one rule, even with, with people, it's like we want to be heard, we want to be understood. How can I seek to understand rather than seek to annihilate first yeah. yeah because a lot of people act with with very little information mm. it doesn't take a lot of information for people to decide an opinion they don't cover a lot of bases mm. you see with a lot of people they see something online an infograph or something like that like oh yeah that that reaffirms what i think and they share it and it's totally inaccurate with a little bit of digging and divulging mm. They come to realize, you know, I didn't have as much information as I thought. And when we can go and say to ourselves, hey, look, maybe I don't know the full extent here. And I think that's like a humbling place. So when you do deliver your opinions on things, it's not coming from this righteous position, right? I think I just understand for myself. It's like, look, you have limited a set of experiences. I dare say you have a lot to learn. And I dare say you don't have, you've not taken everything into account. So if I'm going to share my opinion, I'm going to understand that first and foremost. And my energy is going to be carried in that way, not in a righteous way, right, a lot of the time. And I just have to say to myself, look, I only get to think the way that I think right now because I've, I've lived a separate life, a separate life of experiences. And that sort of lowers my, you're a bad person. Like as if I could be any better or do any better or think any differently had I lived the same experiences. Mm. And that just, that, that again lowers my righteousness about sort of, oh, my way is the better way. It's like, well, you only get to see it that way because of that. Mm. Who's to say that I'd actually be any better if I'd lived that person's life experiences? I don't think I would. I don't. Yeah. Right? So, again, have you taken into consideration everything, making assumptions? And I think the biggest thing when I talk to people about when they share their opinions is that people just go on the forefront of like what their opinion is or what their belief is, as opposed to trying to understand how you came to believe what you believe or what you're trying to get at, right? I think a lot of times if um, I'm engaged with someone online that has shared an opinion or anything, I think my, the first thing I go to do is I don't make assumptions. And I go to, I actually ask questions, right? Because I want to actually know what your intention is. I want to know what, what, you're, what you're wanting from this. I want to know what your object, objective is. Yeah. I want to know what led to this. And if I can understand those things, I could probably go, oh, I totally get how you've come to that, right? And it's not about me trying to make you wrong. That's huge with assumptions, right? Because so many of us do make assumptions based on our own shit. So 
the moment you stop making assumption assumptions and just ask, it's like, what is it? What is it that you're truly trying to say to me? Because I'm only making the assumption based on my own perspective. Mm. This is what we do as human beings. Yeah. We're trying to figure out cognitively how to understand and use our own. Yep. See, I knew that. I see. I knew they were going to do that. It's it's almost like I'm trying to safeguard myself. That's why I make the assumption to to understand it before just simply just going what do you mean by that yeah and this is a muscle yeah. that 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 knee-jerk reaction because i used to have them all the time mm. i'd like this you yeah believe it or not right <laughs> it, it's a muscle that needs to be built and it requires a, bu- a whole bunch of emotional talents to go oh mm. feeling and that sort of falls into uh discover the intention discover your intention mm. and that falls back into not doing things from emotional place like i always ask am i in a position right now to hold healthy dialogue or am I, am I not? Am I going into this because I'm triggered? Am I going into this because I feel like um, I'm right and I want to make this person wrong? And I have to sit there and go, well, what, what do I want from this? Mm. What do I actually want from this? And a lot of times when I talk to people, I actually, I don't engage with them first until I know what their actual intention is, what they actually want from mm. this, this dialogue. And it's like, if I say, well, what's your, what, what are you hoping to, to come from? What we're talking about what's the objective mm. what are you trying to do here and most of the time people have no idea mm. what their intention is because i've asked people before well this is my pen i go yeah but what are you what are you hoping to achieve are you hoping are you hoping for me to think the way you think now are you hoping for me to change my opinion are you hoping for me to be right are you hoping that i feel bad are you hoping that now i feel shame are you hoping that now i feel guilt are you hoping that or are you actually trying to hold a space so we can go and find together what's useful. And I dare say a majority of the time, if we look at people's methodologies with the way that they conduct themselves online, like I said before, it's one of the most frustrating things is not so much that people have a varying of opinion. It's the fact that the way that they, their intention is quite clear depending on their methodology. Mm -hmm. And if it involves shame or guilt or belittling or all these things, I know that your intention is not to go and find what's useful and I'm not about to engage. Unless we have the same shared desire of, a, of an objection, uh, objective or an outcome, why am I going to engage with someone where their intention is to try and shame, belittle me or um, guilt trip me or all these sorts of things? I'm not about to play that. Mm. I'm happy to have dialogue with people that disagree with me. There's a big difference. And that's why people sometimes are like, oh, everyone's got the opinion. Yeah, I get that. But I've also got boundaries as far as the standards of which I engage with people. And I've mm. got a standard as far as that. And that standard is... If you are going to have that as an objective, and I can tell if that's typically an objective because of the energy of which they're talking or expressing things. Mm. So, hey, I'm not about to engage in this because the intention here, I'm not understanding what the intention is. Or, um, and if I don't, I'll go to find out. If they don't know, and it's mm. like, well, why are we here? Nothing's going to be useful from this. Yep. Just going to be two people pissed off at each other. It's like, I not willing to pay that. I'm happy for us to have different opinions, but I will only enter into it if it can be, if it can be healthy dialogue. Mm. Right. Sometimes it can be hard though. It's super hard. I mean, that's why we're talking about this because mm. it's super hard. It's one of the most prevalent things. It's like, um, you know, the, the online world is such a, such a brittle and destructive place. Like we've, we've seen like what happened with, and we've talked about like, Will Smith and Kanye West. Will Smith does something incredible, incredible, as, as especially as a celebrity and someone in the limelight, to talk about things going on within, within his relationship mm. as openly as he did with Jada and then to have people come out 
and make memes about something that I believe to be one of the most admirable, yeah. courageous things anyone can do. And even if you're someone that is well loved, like Will, Will like Smith, loves him. and do something incredible like that, you're, you're going to have someone on on the on the internet. Yeah, that is just people love drama. They love they love to watch and comment and give opinions because it's until it's them, then they're like, oh shit. Yeah, people look people are hating on me. You're just haters. It's like, yeah, mm. but you got to watch where you're that, mm. right? And I think that falls back into something that we've talked about before. Is like, um, I don't feel like I have the right to if I'm following people and I don't support them and cheer them on when I'm when I agree with the things that they agree that I that I love mm. about what they're doing. I don't feel like I have the right to go and pop up, pop my head up whenever there's a time where I disagree with them and then only only in, insinuate my dislike for that opinion and forget to do that all the other times. It's like, I have to have a check myself. How often do you support these people when you know that you, you agree with a lot of what they do? Mm. And if I'm not doing it, I don't have the right to. I just don't. That's just, that's just one of my standards anyway. And I have to check myself. Like, these are the questions you have to ask yourself, right, before you engage in stuff. But people just go, oh, that's triggered me. Boom, straight away. And there's none of this inner dialogue. There's none of this self-coaching. There's none of this emotional intelligence there to be able to just go on. Mm. Right? Especially, and I, th yeah. I think if people did that more, we'd see a lot more progress. I think especially also when, when people are pedestaled, um, we don't give them room to make mistakes. We think, you know, the moment you pedestal someone, actually you're putting them up here and you're like, well, they should know better and they should be like this and they should be like that. And they're human beings. We're all human beings. I've the, done it. Yeah. I know I've the, done the, it. The thing about pedestaling someone, especially someone that you're seeing online, the moment they make a mistake, why do people give them shit or why do these people judge so much is because you haven't allowed them to be human. You've made in your mind the yeah. illusion that they have to be like this and they're acting like this and maybe they're great as a magician, but they're really shit in relationships. So the moment they make a mistake in their relationship, guess what? I'm going to hold you accountable to that. And that's so bad and there's no room for well, a second chance. They think that everyone's going to have this moral purity that they don't know. It's just mm. like, and that's again, like not positioning yourself as being a human. I mean, that's why I think it's important for us to be able to have like these conversations and talk so people can get a sense of like mm. how we actually are. So we're not, we're not pedestals because that's the last thing we want. Mm. Last thing I certainly want mm. is to be to held to a, a high moral standard that of which is impossible. Mm. Right. Yeah. So... Um, next thing is, cause again, like we speak before, people are looking to be right more than they look at influence. Now to me, influence is you have an opinion. I have an opinion and I've, I've, I've been able to conduct myself in a way where now you've been willing and accepting of new information that you didn't take into consideration before. And now you've decided that you want to change your opinion, not me. Cause it's like, I want to be the one that made you wrong and you choose different. Like, I don't want, I don't. It's like, do you actually care about the thing that you're trying to, to the good cause that you're trying to fight for? If you do, then you don't care. You care about the outcome being mm. the fact that that person, but not from obviously a shaming position because that then creates issues in people's lives elsewhere, layers yeah. and it manifests in other ways that are not useful. So it takes a good cause and turns it into a bad one somewhere else, right? So I think tearing down, you cannot tear away someone's belief system by tearing them down for having it in the first place. Mm. And we have to check out moral righteousness sort of at the door, right? True. And there's obviously, there's a term in psychology called splitting. And one of the examples is 
um, I, I think we've, sp- we've spoken about before, but like someone brings uh, their partner home and their father is staunch religious of a different uh, religion mm-hmm. and says, no, we're absolutely not. You're out of the family. Don't want to talk to you. And it turns out like 10 years later, they find out that he was having an affair with someone of the same faith that he um, dismissed, right? So I think a lot of times when we see people, they're regaining this sense of good. They're trying to regain this sense of goodness in themselves through things that they've done wrong in the past or they shame themselves in the past for. And overcompensating that by then going so high up, righteous to regaining that sense of goodness by righting their wrongs, by not correcting their wrongs, but belittling other people for for yeah and i mean most of the time someone's going to judge but based on how much they judge themselves and if i'm a harsh self-critic to myself then guess what i'm definitely going to be harsh to you Mm. so every time like i see someone stuff up especially if i beat myself up for the tiniest little things man it's like it's almost like my opportunity to go see you did that wrong Mm. and and you heard it before hurt people will hurt people um if you judge yourself you will literally be judging other people if you love yourself and you accept yourself, then you'll accept other people. We, we mirror. So as human beings, what we do is we look for it. And if there's a trigger, this is what's interesting about triggers. If there's something that's triggering you online, check in. What, what is actually triggering me? Because it's my trigger. No one can trigger us. Mm. It's not the person. No. If, if it wasn't them, it would be someone else. Yeah. So it's not, it's not directly yeah. them. It's, it's actually me reacting from an old wound because that's what a reaction is. Yeah. I'm reacting from an old wound and I'm getting triggered by something that you said, but it was always in me. And if it, if it wasn't in me, then I wouldn't be triggered. Yep. So. Yep. And that's again, like being able to have, you know, the quality of our life is dependent on the quality of questions we ask ourselves, but it's like being able to just go like, you know, you talk about it all the time, like checking with your breath. You're talking, you're talking with people that hop on the stage, like, Hey, just breathe. Mm-hmm. And you can see like when their breaths out and everything, like, and then they like, they're just the way that they sort of show up is erratic or anxious or, you know, mm. out of alignment. And it's like, just check, have a, have a minute, just buy yourself some time to just yeah. think about things a little bit more. So that's a big one is like, just understand that a lot of people think that their method of I'm going to destroy you from having that belief in the first place means that now I've got someone to, to change their opinion. doesn't work. Mm. It doesn't work. So that's where we see people actually not caring about influencing people. They just care about being right. And then it further pushes person the other way deeper into that belief. So that's why we have to be able to ask ourselves questions and going, you know, do I actually want to influence? If not, what do I want for this? Want to be right? Mm. Okay, well then I've got something that I need to, I need to have a look at. Yeah. And that, that sort of falls into the last one. Say, and there's no, and there's no other way of saying this. Well, there's other ways of saying this, but this is probably going to be the way that I understand. It's like shame is the least intelligent form of influence. Yeah. It requires little to no intelligence to, to shame someone in influencing them. Mm. I know for me, if I have to rely on making you feel like a bad person, and that's the only reason why now you're changing your tone, then that's not, that's not impressive on my end. That's not healthy on my end. And we've got to understand it's like a lot of people are choosing beliefs, not because they actually believe in the thing, but because they fear being perceived as a bad person more than anything. And that is never a good enough reason. It's manipulation. 
That's what it is. If I'm shaming you, it's like I'm using you. I, if I know you're a people pleaser, mm-hmm. I'm going to use manipulation and bait you into doing what I want. Yeah. So it's like it's it's checking in to go, okay, what's the intention behind this? Also, question, it's like, question the person that's questioning you. Like, does this really resonate with me? Like, mm. Question everything. Question your doubts. Because then when you do that, then you don't actually react to what's getting thrown at you. And what's, that's what it is. It's someone's projecting by shaming you and getting you to feel something in order to get what they want. Yeah. Which is... Well, and it's typically the, the method of which we chose our beliefs is typically what we use as our method and mm. it p- keeps perpetuating. Mm. Most of the time someone who's been shamed into a belief typically knows how effective it was because now they believe it. Mm. And now they then perpetuate the same thing, knowing full well that that reaffirms that they've made a good decision and that I'm now good, I'm more good. Mm. Because the last thing a lot of people want is to layer another another layer of shame onto themselves. Yeah. And that's the last thing they want. So typically when we come across people that don't hold shame in a lot of ways, you will not be able to influence them through shame. Mm. Like I've had people try to do that. And I say to them, look, you're not about to influence me with shame. I don't feel like I'm a bad person for for, for this belief. I really don't. Mm. So if, if you're going to influence me to have a different opinion, you're going to have to come with something else. It's not going to work. It's not going to happen. I'm just not in that position. And I don't care personally. Like I choose if I'm a good person or not. I feel like I'm a good person. You don't get to choose that for me. Mm. I know I am. That's not dependent on whether or not you feel I am. And that's, again, just self-worth and yeah. self-belief and all those sorts of things sort of showing up. Mm. It's just like, look, I'm happy to be wrong. But don't think for a second that you're going to shame me into thinking I'm a bad person for what I've chosen. Right? If you want me to change my belief, then, then I'm happy to talk about that. But it ain't going to be done this way. Mm. I'm not encouraging that. Right. So anything else you'd like to add to that? I think that's it. I think there were some valid points in there. And um, it's interesting how it's coming up because it, we're seeing it so much now, especially on social media, with people's opinions and you're either this or you're that. And um, I think really it's about asking yourself, what is, it, what is it that I really want? What is it that I'm really seeking? How do I want to be seen, heard, and understood? And if I'm not willing to do that to someone else, then don't expect someone else to do it for you. Exactly. And I think it's just, you know, looking at it from like, this is, there's bad people and there's good people. It's like good people can be divided as well. Mm. And understanding that everyone that doesn't oppose, like have a different opinion to you, yeah. they all want the same things. Mm. If we look at people's values, they're typically all the same things that they want. It's only when we look at their belief systems or how that those things are going to be created is it that do, do we see divide, mm. right? If everyone just put their, the values or things that they want and their value on the table, they'd be like, oh, we all agree on that. And yeah. it's only until the beliefs of the way in which it gets done mm. or brought to life or played out or the most effective way does it then divide people. So, guys, hopefully this has been useful. This is one thing that I'm like – when I see online, I think if we just brushed up on and people were better at, like we'd see a lot more progress, a lot more quicker. It's just the people's inability mm. to have hold healthy dialogue is just so inept that this is a conversation that needs to be had because it's just getting it's getting ridiculous. You know, you're adding a cancel culture. Mm. You add in all these things where it's like it's. I think moving forward is becoming very very dangerous. Um, people not being able to have good ability to 
talk about their differences. Yep. So hopefully this has provided some tools. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, um, leave a comment below. Um, I suppose we should do, you know, that Press like, subscribe, like, subscribe that sort of thing. I've seen YouTubers do that stuff. Like, you know, smash that like button, subscribe button or whatever. That's what they say, right? Follow Ben Kelly. Yeah. James. And ben James Kelly. And Emil. I'll put his, I'll put his details <laughs> in the thing. So thanks guys. Peace.